Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive as they serve and lead their schools. I strongly believe that it is possible to have a long and happy and fulfilling career as a private school leader, and my passion is to help you figure out exactly how to do just that, right here on the Private School Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. I want to start today's episode by telling you something that you already know, and that is that the windshield on your car is much, much bigger than your rear view mirror. Well, that makes sense, right? When you're driving down the road, your focus is on what's ahead, not behind, and so it needs to be much bigger so that you can see everything as you're driving. And over the last several years, I've become a defensive driver, a much more defensive driver all year round. And I live in the Northeast. And so in the wintertime, I'm a very defensive driver with the snow on the roads and things like that. But lately, because people are drifting over into my lane, and then I pass them and I see that they're on their cell phone, and a lot of distracted driving going on out there. And so I have become a defensive driver all year round, And I'm always watching always looking ahead through that big windshield. And rarely do I check my rear view mirror while I'm driving. My focus is on what is ahead. And that is exactly what we do as private school leaders, especially at this time of year. We're wrapping up a school year and it's all about what's next. And I say that out loud and sometimes I say it to myself in my head, okay, what's next? What's next? And there's always the focus on what's next. We just checked the box on this. We just handled this thing and we're on our way to the next thing. What's next? What's next? We're always looking ahead, always pushing ahead, always moving ahead as private school leaders. But here's the big problem with that. We usually don't take the time to look back to use the rearview mirror to reflect on the school year that we just completed. And about 20 years ago, I remember this very clearly, I was talking to a fellow administrator about one of the teachers at my school, and I said, well, he has 15 years of experience. And that administrator said, no, he has one year of experience 15 times. And I've never forgotten that. You see, that teacher that had 15 years experience, that teacher never changed what he did or how he taught. And he never reflected on his teaching practice or he never adopted new teaching methods. And he just taught the same exact way for 15 straight years. And that administrator was right. That teacher had one year of experience 15 times. And just like that huge windshield and that tiny rear view mirror, Private school leaders often don't take the time to stop and reflect and then use that reflective practice to change our practice moving forward. So we are not going to be like that teacher I mentioned. We are not going to have one year of experience 15 times as private school leaders. And on today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, we are going to discuss the six questions you can ask yourself today to make sure that next school year is better. But before we get into today's topic, I want to give you a free gift to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I've created a free guide for you called Five Strategies to Help You Work with Difficult Parents. 
And if you haven't downloaded that yet, you can grab that over at theprivateschoolyear.com slash parents. We know that parents are part of the job, but they can also be demanding and emotional and difficult and take up a lot of our energy and time. And this guide will give you some tools that will help you build better relationships and have better meetings. So you can get the five strategies to help you work with difficult parents over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash parents as a thank you for listening to the podcast. And one more thing, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you podcast listeners. And if you're getting value from this podcast, I would love for you to reach out and to tell me how it's going um, with a new strategy that you're using that you picked up on an episode or maybe just email me with your biggest pain point that you're experiencing this year or today. So you can email me at mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K dot O dot M-I-N-K-U-S at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. Okay, so on today's episode, we are talking about reflective practice. And I've not really done a great job with that in my career up until about four years ago, and this is what changed. I was having some conversations with our head of lower school, and she really influenced me to be intentional about engaging in reflective practice. That's one of her many strengths, and over many conversations, I realized that that was a weak area for me, and I've become much more intentional. And that's exactly what we are going to do today. We are going to be intentional about reflecting on this school year as it's winding down. And we're going to ask ourselves six questions that will help you stop and think. And then the answers to those questions will help to make sure that next school year is a better year. So let's get into these six questions. Question number one, what are three words or phrases that I would use to describe this school year? Question number one, what are three words or phrases that I would use to describe this school year? So go with immediately what comes to mind. Whatever phrases or words come to mind as you think back on this school year, just go with those. And then think deeply about those words or phrases. And then do ask yourself this question, do they align with what you had hoped that this year would be? So you had hopes and dreams, you had plans and goals for the school year that's winding down. The three words or phrases that immediately come to mind when I ask you to describe the school year, what are they? And write them down or write them down when you're not driving or running or walking the dog or um, shopping for groceries while you listen to this in your ears. Um, but these questions will be in the show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 32. And so you can revisit those if you are multitasking right now. But going back to these three words or phrases, I want to give you an example of something that we did this year at school in our middle school. And so at the beginning of the school year, last August, I asked my middle school teachers to pretend it was the last day of school. And I wanted them to pretend that on the last day of school, we gave our middle school students a little survey and we asked them to use 
three words or phrases that would describe the year that just concluded. And then I told my middle school teachers back in August that those words that the students used to describe the school year, we would turn into a wordle. And you know, a wordle, the, the word um, that comes up most often is the biggest, and the word that comes up second most often is next um, biggest. And then it forms this little thing where all these words are jammed in there together. But I set an intention for the school year and gave each of the middle school teachers a little mini poster on cardstock and asked them to hang it next to their desk. And the three things that I said I wanted on that Wordle were skills, emotional safety, and fun. Now, maybe the kids wouldn't have come up with skills and emotional safety, but hopefully you get the idea. In August, we set the intention that we were going to focus on building skills in the middle school, making sure our students were emotionally safe, and then making sure that we were having some fun. And that's especially because of being post-pandemic. We wanted to kind of bring some of the fun back for the school year. Now, as I reflect back on the school year, I think we did a pretty good job in at least two of those three areas. And so... It's a way to just be intentional about it. And so um, that's a little strategy that you could use this um, August with your teachers is to think ahead to the school year. And that's where I'm going with this right now. If you think about the three words or phrases that describe your school year and they don't align with what you had hoped for at the beginning of the school year, then you have to ask yourself, well, why? Why was that the case? Um, you know, how did we do? Did we do pretty well? And, you know, things of that nature. But here's my point. I said at the top of the episode that reflective practice can help us change next school year and how that goes. Well, let's say that you're not all that happy with the three words that you came up with to describe this school year. Well, you can be down in the dumps about that and kick yourself and just, you know, have another case of imposter syndrome and question whether you really should be leading this school and all those kinds of things that we do and those stories that we tell ourselves. Or you can do what we do on this podcast, which is take action, be proactive and be intentional. And so another part to this question could be, even though you're reflecting on last year, a way to make it better next year is we'll start thinking about what are the three words or phrases that you want to accurately describe next school year and write those down. And then you could consider, it takes bravery and courage to put that out there to your team because then if you don't meet those goals and you don't have those words that actually describe how your school year went, then on the last day of school next school year, it's a little bit public and it's a little bit more emotional than it is if you just keep all of that in your head But even if for this coming school year, you just write that on a piece of paper and keep it to yourself, you still need to reverse engineer. How are you going to do that? What are the intentional things you're going to do in your school so that at the end of the school year, when you have your reflective practice one year from today and you look back, then you're going to nod to yourself and say, yeah, we, we hit those. We hit the mark that I would say those accurately describe the next school year. So you see what we're doing here. This first question is an example, a little microcosm of the goal of this episode. And that is to get you thinking, reflecting on the school year that has just concluded or is about to conclude 
not racing forward at 100 miles an hour, using that windshield and ignoring the rearview mirror to come up with what are the three words or phrases that I would use to describe this school year and then turn that into the three words or phrases that you want to describe next school year and then decide how are we going to intentionally make that happen. Okay, let's go on to question number two. Question number two is, what were the two or three best moments of this school year? What were the two or three best moments of this school year? So, did they, whatever immediately comes to mind, did they involve student interactions or a teacher interaction or maybe an event? Um, ask yourself, why were these moments so special? Why did they energize you? What can you intentionally do to make those moments happen more often next year? Now, we sometimes think that we don't have any control over those moments, that they just happen. But I want to tell you that that's partly true, but it's not entirely true. So, for example, one of my favorite moments as I think back on this school year, our school goes up to eighth grade. And so I was at an eighth grade ultimate Frisbee game, and there was a student on the team and he's not the greatest athlete, doesn't score a lot of goals. And he scored a goal right near the end of one of the games, and it was a close game. And the teammates on the sidelines started chanting his last name. And he had the biggest smile I've ever seen. And then when he came to the sideline, everybody was high-fiving and hugging him and everything. And that was an awesome moment. Okay, well, I didn't have any control over the fact that that actually happened in the Ultimate Frisbee game, but I did put in my schedule to go up to the Ultimate Frisbee game on the field at our school, and that was in my schedule, 45 minutes, soccer game, and I took my stuff with me, my bag, whatever, and then at, you know, at 45 minutes, um, into the game. Well, I forget whether it was halftime or at the end of the game or whatever, I walked straight to my car. So here's my point. I was intentional about scheduling that time in because if I wasn't intentional about it, I would have done something else with that 45 minutes. I would have been doing email or I would have been doing this, that, or the other thing. But my point is, is that I did have a little bit of control about the fact that I put myself there. Okay. Another interaction was in a fifth grade homeroom. And once a week, I schedule myself from 7.30 to 7.50 to walk around and go to the fourth grade and fifth grade homerooms and just hang out with the kids a little bit. And I had an interaction with one of the fifth grade students that was a memorable moment of the school year. Well, I couldn't control what happened with that cute, cool, awesome interaction that happened, but I put myself there because it was on my schedule. So here's the point. Question number two is, what are the two or three best moments of the school year? And why do those energize you? And so on and so forth. But then ask yourself the question, is there a way that I can intentionally make those moments happen more often? Okay. The answer to that is you probably can't make the moments happen more often. But what you can do is you can schedule yourself to be in the general area of where moments happen that energize you. 
And I'm going to guess most of the time it's interacting with the kids. And as private school leaders, we have good intentions. And I know our day gets derailed, the tyranny of the urgent. We might as well wear a 20-ounce or sized um, bottle on our belt or on our um, hip that is a fire extinguisher because that's what we do all day is go around and put out fires. But my point is this, if one, if the two or three best moments of the school year and you stop and think about what they were, one of the ways to make next school year better is to schedule yourself to be occasionally, even if it's just once a week, in the area of the moments that happen and you're more likely to have those moments that energize you. All right, on to question number three. What were the two or three most stressful or challenging moments of my school year? What were the two or three most stressful or challenging moments of my school year? Do these stressful moments have anything in common? Why did they happen? Was it because of procrastination and then it was super stressful because things were last minute and then stuff didn't get done, didn't happen, and it was kind of a public thing and it was embarrassing? Or was it just something that there was no way to pre-plan for that and it just kind of came out of the blue? Um, Was there anything that you could have done in the way of intentional pre-planning that might have changed the outcome? And most of the time, like I said, the answer is no. Like, God forbid a student is injured in an auto accident or a teacher's parent dies unexpectedly and you go to the funeral home or a parent just shows up at the school and has a ridiculously unreasonable request and is trying to intimidate you into changing school policy. Those are very stressful and challenging moments, and we don't really have control over those. But I want you to believe and hear that sometimes we do have some control over making those situations happen less often. I want you to hear the word some and the word less in this sentence when I repeat it. Sometimes we do have some control over making these situations happen less often. I'm not out of touch. I know that we can't control most of what happens, but I want you to believe that we can make things happen less if we're intentional and we're very clear about our planning. And I'll give you one example from my life. So about 15 years ago, I went through about three or four years of being super stressed and super anxious about a thing, a specific thing, and I never really stopped to reflect about it, and it was something that I could change the way that I behaved, and then I would be less stressed and less anxious. So here's the situation. So what I would do, I'd get a complaint from a parent. And I'd be on the phone and then I would kind of like agree with the parent and be like, yeah, that's really, I can't believe that happened. That sounds really bad. And, and then I would overpromise to the parent. Have you ever done that? Overpromise to a parent and you haven't even talked to the teacher yet. Um, I know I used to do that. And so I'd overpromise to the parent and say, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And I'll talk to this teacher. And I didn't really have that teacher's back. You know, what I should have done in those situations and what I really try to do now is just be like, okay, thank you for the information. I will look into this and get back to you and just be empathic, but don't promise things before I even know how it's, how it went, you know, what the situation was. So I came on really strong with the parent. Well, then I would go to the teacher and then I would come on strong about the parent. And I'd be like, I can't believe it. You know, they, they're ridiculous. And you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I would kind of bad mouth the parent a little bit. And then I would hold back on honest feedback, especially if 
maybe the teacher did do something wrong or a little bit wrong or made kind of a poor choice. And what happened was, so I've got the parent over here thinking that I'm going to be all over the teacher's back. I've got the teacher over here thinking that the parent is kind of, you know, ridiculous and just, you know, is out of touch and asking for too much and I'm not giving honest feedback. And so what would really stress me out and I'd get super anxious about is, is that if it did and often it did escalate to a time when I had to have a teacher parent teacher meeting that I was involved in, I was like super stressed and super anxious because now I've got the parent showing up to the meeting thinking that I've got their back and I've got the teacher showing up to the meeting thinking that I've got the teacher's back and I'm just all tied up in knots. And so that was something that was avoidable that I was putting myself in that situation. And so now I'm different in the way that I communicate with parents, try and give more honest feedback to the teachers, and then just bring those two sides together rather than um, going the direction that I did in the way that I just described. So question number three is, what were two or three of the most stressful, most challenging moments of the school year? And are there ways that you could be proactive to make those stressful, challenging moments happen a little bit less often? All right, we're up to question number four. On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your level of intentional self-care? On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your level of intentional self-care over this past school year? So I'm going to call you on this. If you're going to pick a number, what was the evidence of that? What tangible, actual things did you do? Did you schedule things into your calendar? Did you actually do the things? Did you have good intentions about certain aspects of self-care that did not happen? Well, if that's the case, then why didn't those things happen? And if you had a score, let's say that you are, are honest and you come up with a score. And so let's say that that score of on a scale of 1 to 10 is between a 1 and a 6. Well, then let's pause and say, ask ourselves why. Is it that your job is completely unsustainable, that you have no control over self-care, um, that you have no control over when you leave for the day, you have no control over how you spend your evenings or your weekends, you have no control over what you eat or how much you move or how much you read or do mindfulness or listen to music or any of those other things. Okay. Well, we have to really pause and do some reflective practice here. Remember, we're taking a break from staring through that windshield and we're looking at the rearview mirror for a moment. What can you do intentionally to make this better for next school year? And so what I'm going to do, instead of getting into all the descriptions of all the things that you could do, is, is that I'm going to put links in the show notes to three, excuse me, four episodes of the podcast that can be very, very helpful for you when it comes to intentional self-care. So those are episodes three, eight, 15, and 19. And I will link those episodes. And they're about um, being proactive with your self-care and feeling less overwhelmed at school and um, all kinds of things about how you can be more intentional about self-care. Episodes three, eight, 15, and 19 that and you may have already listened to those, but if we're doing self, 
if we're doing reflective practice and we're talking about self-care, those can help you if your score is not where you want it to be with some intentional strategies to actually make this better is to go re-listen to um, maybe even just one of those episodes. So I'll link those in the show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 32. Now, before we move on to the last question, if you had a score of eight or nine, congratulations. Good for you. This was an amazing school year where you did a really good job taking care of yourself. Well, then my question to you is, well, what can you do to make sure that you maintain that level of self-care? Because we know that with our jobs, sometimes things come out of left field and they're a big surprise. And then we uh, don't prioritize or take care of ourselves. So um, again, keep doing what you're doing. Congratulations. So proud of you for prioritizing yourself. You are your most valuable resource and you only get one you. And we as private school leaders, we run ourselves into the ground. We put everyone else first and we put ourselves last. We try to pour from an empty cup and then we wonder why we feel burnout and exhausted and we get sick and we sometimes feel like we're not sure that we can keep doing this. And so there are a lot of factors and self-care is only one of those factors, but If you're unhappy about your level of self-care this school year, then go back, listen to one of those episodes that I have linked in the show notes for you. And that brings us to question number five. I said it was the last. It's actually the next to last. We have six questions. Question number five, on a scale of one to 10, how would I rate my level of productivity this past school year? On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your level of productivity? So again, I'm going to call you on this. What is your actual evidence to support the number that you come up with? Did the tyranny of the urgent set your agenda for more than half of the days of school this year? That's probably true. And honestly, you can have a pretty productive year and even have still have the tyranny of the urgent set your agenda for a lot of the school days. Let's be realistic. It's not going to be that you're able to control every aspect of your schedule, but did you allow other people's priorities to become your priorities this school year? How did you manage your email inbox? Remember that I've said before that your email inbox is a chronological list of everyone else's priorities. So how did you manage your email inbox this year? And I'll go back to this score of one to six. If your productivity score is one to six, why? Why was it that way? And be honest. Okay, well, uh, we're understaffed. We had more enrollment this year. We had all of these issues that popped up and things like that. Okay. Well, what can you intentionally do to make this better? And to help you out with that, again, I'm not going to go into all of those, um, all of those reasons but I've linked three episodes on productivity in the show notes. And it's about um, how to be, um, it's about being proactive and the seven habits of highly effective private school leaders. Excuse me, another episode on um, productivity hacks for busy private school leaders. And then an episode on um, how to avoid the false productivity trap. And so those three episodes are linked in the show notes at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 32. 
So that's if you have a low score and you want to improve that score. But maybe you had a good score, good for you, 8, 9, 7, 8, 9, and you felt pretty good about how on top of things you were and how productive you were. I think that you're in a small minority of private school leaders, so congratulations. But if that's true, what are you going to do intentionally to make sure that you maintain that level of productivity for this coming school year? So again, got resources for you, and you can re-listen to one of those episodes that will be in the show notes. And that brings us to our last question, question number six. What did you do to intentionally grow yourself as a leader this year? So whenever you have time, and again, I know that some of you are running errands or working out or driving to or from school while you're listening to this episode, but when you have time to go to the show notes, look at these six questions, take some time, and when you're asking yourself, what did I intentionally do to grow myself as a leader this year, I want you to actually make a list. Maybe on that list is that you listen to this podcast. Um, that's one of the ways I want to try to serve you is to help you grow as a leader with these episodes. Maybe you read a book or watched a webinar or attended a conference. That's fantastic. But we need to write those things down. Start a Google Doc and put those down. That's fantastic. But your answer might also be that you had good intentions, but the tyranny of the urgent made it impossible for you to grow, intentionally grow as a leader this year. Well, here's my advice to you. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up over that. Just acknowledge it, reflect on it. That's why we don't reflect. <laughs> Honestly, that's why I didn't want to get into reflective practice because I didn't want to have those hard conversations with myself or to admit that I fell short in certain areas, but the only way that we will grow is if we reflect. So if you're reflecting on this year and you didn't really check that box as far as intentionally growing as a leader, then come up with your plan. What is your intentional plan to grow as a leader this summer and over the next school year? And write down at least three things and schedule them into your calendar that are going to be ways that you're going to grow yourself as a leader. All right. What are the big takeaways from today's episode? Most private school leaders do not engage in reflective practice often enough. And the big danger of not reflecting on what we do and how we lead is that we will continue to do things the way that we've always done them. And we will have one year of experience over and over and over again. And we don't want that. And so we are going to ask ourselves these six questions. Number one, what are three words or phrases that I would use to describe this past school year? Question number two, what are the two or three best moments from this past school year? Question number three, what were the two or three most stressful and challenging moments of this school year? Question number four, on a scale of one to 10, how would I rate my level of intentional self-care? Question five, on a scale of one to 10, how would I rate my level of productivity this past school year? And question number six, what did you do to intentionally grow yourself as a leader this year. And I always like to end every episode with a call to action. So sometime in the next week, I want you to set aside 30 minutes and ask yourself these six questions and then jot down the answers. And then either in that same 
time that you've set aside or maybe even come back to those answers a week later and look at those answers and then spend 30 minutes thinking about how you can use that information to improve your leadership practice and the culture at your school by being intentional. So one hour at over the course of the next two weeks, do you have 30 minutes this week? Do you have 30 minutes two weeks from now? I know you might say, no, I don't. But if you compare 60 minutes to all the hours in this past school year that's just completed or is about to end, 30 minutes of asking yourself these six questions and jotting down the answers and 30 minutes evaluating those answers and then coming up with some intentions for the next school year will change your school year next year. And it will change the way that you lead if you adopt this practice every year. So let's wrap it up. I hope you got value from this episode. I just wanted to remind you quickly about that free guide for you, five strategies to help you work with difficult parents over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash parents. I really want to hear from you so that I can better serve you in future episodes. And you can email me at mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K dot O dot M-I-N-K-U-S at gmail.com. Just let me know what strategy you're using that you've learned during one of these episodes and also your biggest pain point right now or during this school year. And I will maybe come up with an episode about that pain point. Um, Subscribe, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, Again, I've said it several times, but I want you to grab these questions over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode 32. That's where you'll find the show notes and a new episode of this podcast comes out every week on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm on Instagram at the private school leader. I'm on Twitter at the PS leader. And if you got value from this episode, I would ask, and I would just love if you would share this, share the link with another leader or aspiring leader at your school. I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I want to say that I appreciate you so much and the amazing work that you're doing at your school. Thank you so much for taking some of your precious time to join me here today. And I will see you next time on the Private School Leader Podcast. And until then, always remember to serve first, lead second, and make a difference.